This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. I'm Natalie Gordon. I'm the founder and CEO of Babylist. What I love is genuinely helping people when they're going through one of the most meaningful and overwhelming times in their life, having their first baby. Gift registries. They can play an important role in successful online retail, in fashion and other industries. And since most people become parents at some point, solving how the journey to parenthood can be made easier and less overwhelming with helpful content, a curated store, and a universal registry could be a great success story. And it has been. Coming up, you'll hear from a former developer at Amazon who decided to create a better baby registry. Today, one in five first-time families create a baby list registry. Every month, more than one million families rely on content to make the most important decisions of pregnancy and early parenthood, and over $12 million in gifts are given using BabyList. Rob Sanchez sat down with founder Natalie Gordon on location at Retail West in Palm Springs, California, to learn how BabyList invested in its own retail operations, how it stays with a family past the motivating event, how creating content helps them fill a large void in physical store presence, and why they've doubled down on their own brand name. You're listening to Fashion Is Your Business, powered by Sennheiser and recorded on location. Natalie, I'd love for you to tell me a little bit more about Baby This. Like, why did you start it? What was the pain point you were feeling? Yeah, um, let me start with what BabyList is. Um, it's a baby registry. There are two times in your life you can ask your family and friends for exactly the things that you'd like. One of those is when you get married, that's a wedding registry, and the other is when you have a baby, um, and that's a baby registry. And so um, every year there are four million babies born in the United States, and um, many, the vast majority of those people are creating baby registries. Um, it's a list of all the products that um, someone would uh, want or need in the first year of parenthood. And um, friends and family go to that list and actually make purchases. And so uh, traditionally, um, people have gone to a store like Babies R Us walked around with a scan gun and chosen the products, and those are all put on a list. And um, eight years ago when I started BabyList, it was really about being able to create a list that was um, more personalized to each family, um, like being able to ask for all of the products you would want, knowing you're not going to find all those products at one store, and ask for those things that are especially meaningful for each unique family. Um, so for me... Uh, we, we had a German Shepherd, and if someone could come over um, every morning at 6.30 a.m. for the first couple of weeks, that was the most meaningful gift someone could give us. And so this is a way to ask for um, products across retailers um, and to also ask for uh, those really meaningful gifts. 
So are you coordinating, basically, like if somebody buys a dog walker for you, are mm-hmm. you then coordinating that, um, or are you just providing the platform for the purchase? For services right now, we're just, we're not coordinating it. Mm-hmm. We're really uh, letting people add anything that they can find on the web and that can be transacted, or something that can be given. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're letting other people source, and you're becoming that portal for the decision-making, rather than the... Um, so instead of like somebody sharing a hundred Google searches, they're just sharing the link to the site. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, and really, eight years ago, um, that's really what it was. All purchases were happening off of Babylist at, at these other retailers. Mm-hmm. Um, and about four years ago, we really started investing in um, our own retail operations. And so now a percentage of all the gifts given on our platform are actually transacted by us. So someone's paying us and we're shipping or drop shipping that product. Um, yeah. Are you doing that as affiliate or are, do you have the direct relationship with, um, with companies? We, um, so on day one, our business model was affiliate. And yeah. about four years ago, we really wanted to diversify so that we were not dependent on just affiliate. Yeah. Yeah. And then are you looking for brands and retailers as partners in this as well? Or are you looking to actually expand into the actual creation of products and goods? All of the above. Um, We work really closely um, with retail partners. Um, We, uh, one in three families creating a baby registry, creates one with us. The content we produce reaches um, most expecting families in the United States. And so... Um, retailers really see that people are, are registering with us and they really want to still promote like their products um, with us. Uh, we also have very strong relationships with vendors and brands that also really want to reach people at this life stage. Um, it's challenging for, I think, everyone in this space because our user group, um, the users we're all trying to reach, they're not actually parents yet. And yeah. so... And there's a very short window in which to like actually um, get in front of them, gain their trust. And yeah. so we work with vendors um, to help them get in front of our audience. Um, also, we directly sell a lot of those products. Um, and um, we have done really limited product creation. Um, I think the, the most exciting thing that we launched that was really in line with... Our, our value prop of just like helping families figure out the right products that are right for their family. Um, one of the most confusing purchases out there is bottles. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you found this confusing, but yeah, yeah it was terrible. Yeah. Um, we ended up with like four different types of bottles and then um, at least like six different types of nipples. Uh-huh. And then there was only one that he actually used and it was only for like two weeks and then he decided he didn't want it. So, yeah, yeah. it was a horrible experience. It was a horrible experience yeah. and I think um, before, when you're expecting and you don't even have the baby, I think there's really this, yeah. this thought of, well, like, how am I going to know what he or she yeah. is going to prefer? Our so, son also ended up allergic to basically everything that wasn't like an inert rubber. Oh. And so we tested bottles and his lips would swell. And yeah, so it, it was okay. very interesting. It's also yeah. <laughs> a very specific product purchase yeah. for you and your family. Yeah. Um, 
We created the the baby list bottle box, so it's the top five rated bottles. Yeah. You get one of each. So like a um, Tommy Tippy. Uh huh. The yeah. Komotomo. Yeah. Um, it, it also has yeah. like informational uh, information about all of them. And then um, we sell that. Uh, you're saving money compared to if you bought each of those as a one bottle pack. Yeah. Um, and then we have a gift set, so you're also getting a gift card to our store, and then you can buy the whole set once you really know what your family's preferences. Okay. So that's something we launched in October. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I that like I that think idea. it does not exist at all yeah. out there. So this reminds me a little bit of an issue that um, we met with this company, The Plunge, mm-hmm. and they are they service men who are going to be grooms. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like this narrow sliver of time in your life. Yep. And um, what they were realizing was that men wanted to be more involved in the process. Mm-hmm. But there was nothing there to support the man who was getting married. And so they had like all these constraints on it. And, and so they've built this, um, it's more of a lifestyle brand. Yeah. But they capture the man in that moment. And what I found really interesting was that your emotions are different when you're about to be a groom. So they're able to have a more open conversation with the man. It's not like, ooh, I'm a lumberjack. It's like, this is somebody who cares deeply as a human being. And then they can keep that going in that person's life that like resonate um, on that emotional level. So, was, And they spend mm-hmm. a lot of time staying with them. Are you doing... Like past the wedding? Past the wedding. Okay. Are you thinking about that at all? With Like, um, do you want to be with the family forever and how do you stay inside of that? Yeah, I think if you really think about what our business looks like, it's that our users are constantly churning over. And... Yeah. Uh, they, we reach them. They they visit us every day for four or five months, and then they have their baby. And we've served we've served our purpose. At, like yeah. we've, we've provided all the value we can provide. Um, I think the bigger opportunity is to figure out how we can best serve um, our users into parenthood. Um, the way that we are currently doing that is through like really excellent content and really excellent product content because you're still making product decisions yeah. for six-month-old, for one-year-old, for yeah. one-and-a-half-year-old. Um, we launched, I, I would say, like the absolute best pregnancy email series. So yeah. once a week, you get an email that's like your baby's the size of a blueberry, but instead of saying blueberry, we say Polly Pocket or yeah. I don't know. They, they are, it's very, very cute. Um, and so that has extended into parenthood. And so we want to make our parents feel empowered and confident. And so we're starting to do that with confident, or sorry, we're starting to do that with our content. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think as a whole company, we haven't made that the focus of like our, our registry or our e-commerce. Those are okay. still totally focused on this registry moment for yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm, I'm thinking about how with our son when he was born, um, nothing that was bought worked because he actually, he grew so fast. So I think we were in like three months clothes for the first like two weeks. And then by the time he was eight months, he was toddler too. So <laughs> it's been this like fascinating growth curve, and, and uh, so we're we're struggling a bit with that. We we're also uh, glad that you yeah. didn't spend thousands of dollars oh, on have, all oh, of those yeah, clothes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, donated clothes saved us because yeah. we um, we started out thinking we needed to buy. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I knew the CEO of um, a kids' clothing company, oh. so we got a nice box to start with. Yeah. But we were out of the box and out of every size that company made in like 
less than six months. Yeah, uh, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, that's really hard. Yeah, um, how are you supporting the like, the family type? Are you helping people think about what type of parent they are? Are you providing recommendations mm-hmm. to them based on like, okay, you want to be organic, you want to be mm-hmm. like your concern is X. Um, we can, when we create content, I think the the key thing. One of our key values is actually, uh, if you can't afford that product, you're still going to be a good parent. And I think that's actually very different messaging than you um, might get elsewhere. And so when we create our best high chairs guide, we have the, I think it's $24.99, like the $24.99 high chair from Ikea on that guide. Because it's a great high chair at that price point. And so I I think that... uh, that's definitely one of the values we bring to our content. I think we are not quick to say, you're the minimalist mom, you're the eco mom, because I also think that like all of us, uh, especially becoming parents, like are much more multifaceted than that. Yeah. Um, uh, where they're, yeah. So we don't necessarily create content based on personas like that, mm-hmm. um, but we, we try to, I think, really talk to our users um, where they are. I think something we also do really differently is we recognize our users aren't parents yet. And mm-hmm. so if you're not a parent and you're making, you're choosing a diaper pail, like we're going to start with what's a diaper pail. Yeah. Uh, like why do you need it? When are you going to use it? If you actually don't get one, what would you possibly use instead? And yeah. then here are like the absolute favorites from like the pe- like yeah. the tens of thousands of users in our audience. We got a bunch of diaper genies given to us and like all of the tubes of, of whatever. Uh-huh. And what we did was um, we did not like the idea of dirty diapers sitting in our house for a month at a time. Yeah. Like that to us just was really weird. And so we actually cut them and tied them and turned them into doggy uh-huh. uh, poop bags. Yeah. And then just like, we just throw out diapers more frequently and that's it. Yeah. And <laughs> I really like yeah. that you've like gone through this experience too yeah, because yeah. you're also looking at it from the other side. But I yeah. think you can probably also remember how confusing all of this was. Oh, before. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and we also didn't really have time to deal with it too. So both my wife and I run our own businesses. And so like... There was zero time and this major life change. So. I mentioned um, Babies R Us earlier in our conversation. Yeah. Um, Babies R Us basically shut down almost a thousand stores across yep. America about a year ago. And what that means... That was when he was a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah what that means is that um, most people in the United States don't actually have a local baby store in which to yeah. go and actually touch and feel and push products. Yeah. And so we've also really tasked ourselves with creating the absolute best video content. Mm-hmm. So from your phone, you can watch a three-minute video about that stroller yeah. and actually understand it better than if you went to a store and saw it. Yeah. Um, well, what I found, yeah. so we, we shopped at um, Bye Bye Baby. Mm-hmm. The advice we got was terrible, and the experience we had was pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. So we, we bought a stroller that had an adapter part. Mm-hmm. They sent us the wrong adapter four times. Um, we actually had trouble getting our kid home from the hospital because of the store screw-ups. Like we, we couldn't pass the like, belt test because the parts they gave us were wrong. And then, yeah, it was just, it was terrible. Well, I even think that, let's, the thing you're actually saying is, this is the most emotionally weighted time (laughs) of your life. And the, 
emotion yeah. you just had about that yeah. experience, that bad retail <laughs> experience you had a year ago? Have you ever had a bad retail experience that like had the same resonance to like you and your life? Probably no, not. No, no. And not so yeah, so that's really yeah. interesting. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, everything is heightened at that time period, and yeah, the decisions you make about people. Um, about companies are probably long lasting. I, mean, yeah. I, I buy from them because they're a block from my office, but and they have a twenty percent off coupon that you can all download the time. all the time. Yeah. So um, if it wasn't for those two things, we'd probably not just like do Amazon. And, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. It's a really emotionally weighted time. Um, we invest pretty heavily in customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a customer service team um, that is amazing and is giving um, like phone chat, uh, email support um, all the time to like both our users and helping them make the right product decisions. And also like we, we have um, tens of thousands of people give gifts every single day and those people are less likely to be tech savvy and they know they just really want to buy this gift off the registry. Okay. How are you handling the non-traditional gifts um, from a messaging standpoint? Are you building content that gets people thinking about what to do? Are you providing examples to them? What's that flow look like? We definitely build content that helps our users understand the breadth of what they can add to their registry. We really want our users to have that aha moment where they see like exactly why they personally would want to use BabyList. And our help and favors really um, go to that um, like what you were saying about used baby clothes, you can actually put used baby clothes on your registry and someone can say, oh, I'll give that to you yeah. and um, and give you used baby clothes. Um, but then when it actually comes to downstream, we're not going to make like we're not going to make sure those used baby clothes are are given to you. It's really mm-hmm. uh, the relationships then between the, our user and the gift giver. OK. Yeah. Um, and then are you providing cards or things like that to remind people that a gift was given from you? Um, or how are you handling that, like the close of that transaction, or are you not? Oh, totally. Um, so when you give a gift on BabyList, you let us know that you're going to give it. Because you could also be giving it um, completely, like, like at Etsy.com or at Target.com. Yeah. And... Um, we need you to, to explicitly tell us that you yeah. bought this thing. So you don't get like eight dead Yeah. We also really um, do a lot to get the order information. So then returns are, are easier for users if they want to make them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, what our users are provided with uh, is, is really a, the, the, a great thank you list so that they can see everything that every person got them yeah. from which stores, um, including <laughs> these help and favors. Yeah. As terrible... Um, Correspondence, shall we say? My wife and I actually postponed the one-year birthday because we still hadn't sent the same <laughs> baby shower. So yeah, that would have been a very nice thing. Yeah, we have this handwritten list in the eight spots that has all the list of everything. So yeah, not the not the most efficient. Um, are you ever planning on expanding the brand into toddlerhood and so on, where you can kind of follow along with birthdays and things like that? I think that could be the opportunity. I think we talked about, like, there is this greater opportunity to really provide value um, into early parenthood or babyhood, toddlerhood. Um, I think that could be around uh, asking for gifts around the holidays or birthdays Mm -hmm. um, or or it could be something else. Okay. Yeah. Um, Would you see... This is sort of a hypothetical. Yeah. Would you see that as something where you needed to create toddlers, toddler list or something like that? Or do you, would you try to like do a sub-brand? Do you have any thoughts on that? 
I'm always fascinated by how people... The, one of the reasons I'm asking it is, so Mouth Media Network is pure business content, but we are starting to have shows that are not. And um, so we're sitting in this, like, do we go, like, Mouth Media Studios, and Mouth, you know, like, or yeah. do we just put it under the, all the same thing? How do you keep that identity? Have you ever thought about that at all? I have thought about it. Um, th- there was, a sh- I guess, a one-year period where we, we actually created the tool we're talking about. It was under a separate brand. Um, but really, at that time, it was... It was directly preceding a time of hyper growth for Babylist, yeah. and we just focused on our core product. Um, it definitely had product market fit, and I would also say that this other brand and product did not. Yeah. Um, and I think that my reflection now is just like Babylist actually is a really well-known brand, uh, yeah. especially with our audience, and it's very trusted. And so I, I think unless I, I think I would. I feel like Babylist like is the brand, and, and that we yeah. would we should double down on it rather than um, try to create another brand from scratch. Okay. Yeah, it's my uh, personal thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. It's uh, it's always interesting to see how people work through a problem like that, mm-hmm. um, especially with something where the name is so evocative of exactly what it is. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes that's limiting, and sometimes it's not, and yeah. you, it, people just go with you on it. So, yeah. yeah. We. Um, I've, uh, I've I've run Babies List for eight years. Uh, now we're a team of seventy. About I think we, for the first five or six years of um, being a business, did not have the domain babylist.com. We were b a b y l i dot s t, and that so it really it ha- yeah. it was this very literal name on this very difficult domain for a lot of people to really understand. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, we actually had the name and we did not have the domain until more recently. Okay, interesting. Yeah. That's pretty fascinating. Um, any final thoughts for the audience? Um, it, it's been really great talking to you. Uh, yeah. yeah, I always love connecting to other people who have ideas uh, in the space for expecting parents. Um, yeah, I really, really love serving this audience and doing what I do. Very good. Um, where do you see growth and opportunity in the audience? Um, we want to be the, the number one most popular baby artistry, and so there's definitely room for us to grow. Um, we know all of this has shifted very rapidly towards mobile, and so yeah. for us, everything we're thinking about is uh, mobile first and people really um, going through this whole process, making a hundred weighted product decisions all from their phone like that, that that product experience uh, is exactly what we're focused on. And are you building that in-house, do you think? Or? Oh, yeah, we're actively building that in-house. Okay. We, we already have an app, and it's really uh, how do we make uh, this experience much that. better. Yeah. Um, are you thinking about handling the media side, the training videos and things like that in the app during that process too? So like, tied to every product that you're deciding and that's yes yeah and we're like building that video library right now and they're kind of tied in a very traditional way on our product detail pages but like there are much uh i think we've actually done an amazing job um creating amazing content curating the best products and we have this amazing tool and so i think we'll be doing things that tie all those together a lot a lot better from your phone very good well good luck with that thanks and it was great to talk with you yeah you too thanks And so for Rob Sanchez, good night, y'all.
This has been Fashion Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Fashion Biz Show. That's Fashion B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, fashionisyourbusiness.com. Produced by Mouth Media Network. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. This is your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.